Hello, and welcome to the Prince of Peace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. This is Pastor Joe McGarry. This week, I preach my first sermon at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. I was really excited about it. I was also pretty nervous, as it was my first sermon for this congregation. Take a listen, enjoy, and have a blessed week. Jesus came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all of this? What is this wisdom that has been given to him? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor except in their hometowns and among their own kin and in their own house. And he could do no deed of power there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. Then they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, the day is finally here. I am here with you, and I'm so excited about this um, relationship that we are beginning. But I have to be honest, the last uh, month or so has been surreal. You know, transitions, they can be wonderful and great, but they can also drain you. But I know that God has called me here to be your pastor. And I know that God has something special in store for us. And I know that with the dedication and hard work of all of us, the determination that we have, the faithfulness, we will see a transformation and God will continually surprise us. But it first starts with faith. Faith that God has given us everything we need to make an impact here in our church community, in the community at large, and around the world. In the Gospel of Mark, we read that because of the, the people in Jesus' hometown, because of their lack of belief, Jesus had no ability to do acts of power. Why? Why? Because of their unbelief. Well, the Gospel writer Mark doesn't answer that question, but I believe it, it's because the participants in God's work 
have faith. And, and if we don't have faith, then we don't have the willingness to be vessels of God's grace and love in the world. God continues to be with us and God promises never to leave us. God's love heals. God's love transforms lives. And God's ability to make a difference in the world isn't necessarily dependent upon our faithfulness. But it's the character of our lives. It is looking around at what we have and recognizing that God is truly present here in this place. And I believe that this is to be true. And we see that up to this point in Mark's Gospel. Most of the stories at the beginning of Mark's Gospel are, are Jesus going around and, and, and healing people and curing people. They, they are going up to him and say, yes, Jesus, I believe in you. Yes, Jesus, I trust you. Please heal me. Yet, in this story, the one we read today, Jesus is with his people. And they say, there's nothing special about him. He's just a carpenter's son. He, he's just a son of Mary. There are his brothers and there are his sisters. See, they're not special. Why would he be special? They view his abilities not as the son of God, but through eyes of scarcity and insecurity. And I've seen this happen again and again and again in churches, right? We sometimes are too focused on what separates us, what, what divides us, not necessarily what brings us together or what makes us special. And because of that, we do not see the acts of God in our lives. Not because God isn't there, but just because we've put blinders on which enables us not to see God. You know, over the next several weeks and several months and several years, we're going to get to know each other. We're going to be in relationship with one another. There are times where we're going to challenge each other. We're going to look at the habits that we have formed as a congregation. We're going to evaluate what we feel God is calling us to do, what we feel God is not calling us to do anymore, which means there are going to be things that are going to change. They're going to change to ensure that we continue to be a, a vibrant, healthy, spiritually filled congregation. And there are three things, there are many things, but there are three things that I want to lift up this morning uh, that I have noticed about this congregation that has made me extremely excited to be here with you today. They are this congregation's ability to be open, Caring and this congregation's willingness. First, openness. You have done the work to become a place where you are open to the will of God here in Kensington. You've discerned together what it means to be the people of God, and you're doing, willing to do whatever it takes to create a thriving ministry here in Central Connecticut. And I'm amazed by this. Too often congregations want to keep things at the status quo. They want to, to fit the life of, of the congregation just as we always remember it. And that doesn't work anymore. 
We cannot be the church that we were 25, 50 years ago. While we want, want and need to adapt to the world, we still can hold fast to our core beliefs as the Lutheran church. The second is caring. When I walked through the, the front doors here, my eyes were immediately drawn to the plaque that hangs above the sanctuary. Does anybody know what that plaque says? God's people care. And I love that. Now, I don't know the congregation well enough to know if that, that's something that we truly live out as, as the people of God or not. But just imagine for a minute if, if we really hang on to that and say, yes, we want to continue to claim that as the people of God, as, that we care. What would that mean? Well, as a church that cares, that would mean so much more to someone than having the biggest youth group in town. That would so mean so much more than having the biggest and nicest building. It's, it's a place where people can come and truly feel the presence of God. To be a church that cares means that people in our community would know that if there's something important in their life, if they want to connect to someone on a, on a spiritual level or even just on a human level, they could come to this place because we are the people of God and we care. We are a place of comfort and support and love and grace. To be a caring church would mean that we offer a place for someone to come if they're going through a divorce, if they lost a loved one, someone who has experienced another heartache in their life, they can say, well, I am experiencing hurt. I'm experiencing heartache. I want to go to a place that I know that people care for me. You know where that is? That's Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. To care means that if someone's going through a good time in their life, they want to celebrate a baptism, a wedding, an anniversary, they can go to a place that cares for them that shows them the love of God. A caring church means that we make it known to the community that no matter who you are, no matter what you have done, no matter where you come from, no matter who you love, you are welcomed here because we are a church that cares. All people are welcome in our church and at the table. You know, to... to what separates the, the, the Lutheran church from other churches in town is that we have a table where people can come and experience physically God's love through the bread, through the wine. No other church in our community offers that. That's special to us. I've talked to so many people that have been turned away from their church because of something happens in, has happened in their life. We were talking to someone recently who went through a divorce. And she told us, I can no longer go back to my church. My church has said, unless your marriage is annulled, you can no longer receive communion here. Imagine being denied at a place that is about love. That's why God's people cares, and that's why I believe that is so important to who we are. And finally, willingness. And that's willingness to change. You know, old, old joke, 
and, and it's not the funniest joke in the world, I guess, but an old joke goes like this. How many Lutherans does it take to change a light bulb? Four. One to change a light bulb, and three to say how they miss the old light bulb. It's hard to experience change, especially when it comes to the church. For many of us, the church is the one consistent thing in a world that is constantly changing. But at the same time, we know that if we don't change, if we don't continue to make a, a difference in a, the way we do things as a church, our church is going to get smaller and smaller, and eventually we're going to close. But your willingness to change makes a huge difference on the life of this congregation. Just taking the first step and committing to be a church that is in redevelopment is a huge, huge thing. But the other side of change, and one of the things that I think we all worry about, is failure. I was watching a, a, a video of my friend Cliff this week, and he, he, in his video he shared a quote that really stuck with me, and it says, don't waste your life on trying not to fail. Instead, focus all your gifts on succeeding. We as a church spend a lot of time, energy, and effort trying not to fail. We tend to not take risks because we don't want to make somebody upset. We don't want to look like we're wasting people's time or money. Or we're afraid that we might look bad to someone and then they're going to be totally turned off from anything that we do. But I'm the type of person and I'm the type of pastor that likes to try things. You know, and, and I've tried many, many things over my time in ministry. And I can give you a list of, of things that have succeeded. Things that have gone really, really well. Things that have really made a difference in the life of the church. But I can also give you a list maybe a longer list of things that have failed, things that I have tried and I have not succeeded, things that I have shown up to an event or even a worship service and nobody else is there but me. Those things happen. But I believe that even if, it if we do something and it changes the life of one person, it draws one person in who can start or continue or build upon their relationship with God, I count that as a success. But it's important that we do this together. I cannot be the sole person working for the church and, and to hope that things are going to turn around. Because I am here doesn't mean that you can step away from ministry and say, oh, pastor's here, he'll take care of everything. It's more important now than ever before for you to be involved in the church, for you to participate in the life of the ministry here the ministry that we do in this place. And we, we read that as a biblical act. We read that as, as in the gospel today when Jesus, he, he goes around and he's with his disciples, he, he talks to them, he teaches them, he trains them, he equips them. And then what does he do? He sends them off to do the ministry that he has started. They, they, and they don't go off by themselves, they go off together in pairs as partners in ministry. Something that is different than ever before. Jesus starts a new model. We do this work together. 
Sometimes we will succeed, sometimes we will fail. But the work is important. And the way that we learn from doing the work together is also important. And we as a church will continue to care for one another, care for those who are part of our congregation who might not be here, those who are also on the outside of the walls of this church, the community and the world. We help each other with the struggles. We help each other with the celebrations. And we open ourselves to the work of the Spirit in this place. We will pray with and for each other as we discern together the direction of this congregation. And we do all of this because we truly believe in the power of God's love, the power of God's mercy, and the power of God's grace. We do this because we care about the continuation of the ministry here at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church and because we want everyone to know about the love of God in their lives. We do this because someone's life can be transformed when they experience the love and the grace of God. Amen.